COPcast, 12 Days of COP. I'm presenter and journalist Peg Alexander, and in partnership with academic think tank, the Green Economics Institute, each day during COP26 in Glasgow, I'm having chats with people from around the world, looking at the big topics we need to get a grip of if we're to hit the Paris Agreement. We're going to cover a broad range of subjects. The chats are going to be short, informal, and hopefully inspiring and informative. And you never know, we might even manage some laughs along the way. I started working and campaigning on climate issues in 1989. Gosh, such a long time ago. Now the world has woken up to the fact that we don't have any time left. But are world leaders ready to accept that it's no more business as usual? So today we're going to talk, well we're going to talk about quite a few things actually. We're going to try and get in renewable energy. We're going to try and get in a discussion so far at COP about coal. And we're also going to talk about Brazil and deforestation. And we're going to try and do that in 10 minutes and, uh, and, and actually say something of worth, which is going to be pretty difficult. But thankfully, I have an absolutely brilliant guest with me today to help me try and do that. Gabrielle Soisa is uh, from Brazil. You're in Berlin at the moment. Um, exactly. But you're, you're in, 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 as I say, you're in Berlin. You're from Brazil. You're actually an engineer working in the solar industry. So you're a real expert on this. So, so Gabrielle, give us your kind of your view of where you think we're up to so far with the discussions about renewable energy at COP. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Peg, to having me uh, today is a really a, a big pleasure to be here to talk a little bit about renewables, to talk a little bit about Brazil, let's see. Um, it's a very big pleasure. I mean, I am within the industry, right, the renewables industry, so I am a little bit biased on that. But obviously, I think the, the way and considering climate change and all the situation that we have right now in the world and the climate emergency, I think the topic of renewables is very important. So energy is at the core of climate change, right, when we think that uh, 70 percent of all emissions that we have uh, 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 are actually related with the energy processes so it's at core and that needs to be addressed in the in the proper manner right so definitely it's always my pleasure to talk about renewables to talk a little bit about solar as well that's something that i'm working right now so uh, well, let me ask that you I'm about really that because it feels to me that everybody's going it's all right if it's electric right that that, that seems to be what you know we get cars we get this we get that as long as it's electric everything's okay and obviously that's fine if it's completely carbon neutral solar and other stuff but well, or is it okay? Am I missing something here? Because I worry yes. that we're on the dash to electric and we're going to be creating more problems. This is actually a very good uh, question, Peg, because I mean, I think the, the people have been selling this idea that uh, electrifying everything is the solution for climate change. But uh, I mean, it's not that easy, right? So it's not because we are uh, replacing cars with electrical cars that we are solving the problem. So we need really to, to think about a, a new mindset, right? So it's not only about to replace things and to have electrified everything. So we still have a, a lot of solutions. So for example, uh, related with the heating systems that are also solar, but they are not electrified. So it's another uh, a type of energy conversion. So we need to have actually- a, a, What are you talking about there? What kind of energy solutions? They kind that? of a, a, a heat system, right? So heating system that are not electrified, but then you collect energy from the sun in form of heat, and then you can, uh, so for example, 
use as a heating for your house, right? So not every kind of solution that it's a renewable, that's sustainable needs to be electrified. So I think this mindset is something that it's really in the mainstream communication, so to say, but uh, energy needs to be solved, not only electrifying it, everything. So people tend to believe that uh, electrifying is like a kind of uh, uh, panacea, but I mean, we need to be careful with that, right? So we need to have a multitude of solutions to address climate change, to address the energy sector. I, would I say. mean, you work as an engineer in that sector. And one of the other things I, I feel is that loads of people do seem to think we are going to be able to tech our way out of this, that if all we just need to do is invest in better tech in things like solar power and other renewable energy, and then everything's going to be OK. And, uh, and, and you leave the market to do that. You leave commerce and market to do that. What, what's your feeling about that actually working in that industry? Yeah, I mean, this is a very good question as well, because if we think about this year that we are having still more investment in, in, in fossil fuels and in, in renewables, it's something that would strike people really, oh my God, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So we are 29 years having climate conferences and they still we are investing more in fossil fuels than in renewable uh, energy sources. So um, I do believe that we need to have more action rather than just, you know, this, uh, this kind of uh, green campaigns and so on. We need really to have more investment and they understand understanding of uh, how to implement uh, renewable energy in our in our uh, uh, energy mixes around the world right and uh, so i think this is possible definitely i mean if if we talk about solution it's, a, it's very easy, the solution, right? We should just keep the fossil fuels uh, under the ground, right? So, but uh, uh, actually the companies that are profiting with it, they are not so happy with that, that idea, right? Are and you that's happy why... about the 130 trillion that was talked about uh, earlier in the week to go into supporting development and conversion to... Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think this needs to happen, actually. This is uh, uh, kind of uh, late, so to say, if we consider the stage that we are uh, regarding climate change. So, yeah, we need really to, to, to shift, right, these investments that are still flowing uh, into fossil fuels to, to renewables, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and do you think tech is the answer? Tech is not the only answer, definitely is not. So we need to understand that the, 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 the problem that we have, the climate emergency, is a very complex issue. And uh, tech's not coming around and solving all the problems, not at all. So we have uh, other issues that needs to be solved. And also regarding mindset, regarding inclusion, regarding uh, deforestation, we have uh, many, many issues to tackle, right? So we need to understand also that uh, tech's not coming around as the solution for all our problems. So we need to tackle a complex issue with complex uh, uh, actually tools right yeah so even as an engineer working in the solar industry what you're saying is it isn't just business as usual but transfer it over to renewables we've got much more complexity than that than we've definitely got definitely definitely the, the the process of a changing is a process of mind uh, mindset change as well of values change system change uh, social uh, 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 innovation as well right so we are not talking about the uh, shifting technology if we don't shift the mindset right we are in a society that is purely based in consume, so to say. We need to rethink that as well, right? So there are many layers, many layers and intersections that we need to discuss to address the issue, definitely. Let's just talk, I hate to say this, let's talk quickly about Brazil, because my goodness, that's an impossible thing to do. Uh, there was decisions on, on deforestation uh, earlier in the week, which obviously are going to be very, very welcome. But Bolsonaro isn't here or wasn't here. And, um, you know, no, no. Ha. well, what, what's the reality of some of those decisions becoming reality, do you think? 
Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's really hard to to believe in any pledge that that's given by this government, obviously for obvious reasons. So the situation in Brazil got really worse since uh, he got on, uh, in power, and that's really clear. I really hope that uh, the situation doesn't uh, uh, get out of control and uh, the, the 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 situation of deforestation is really addressed. So I'm really happy to know that this year at, at COP we have uh, the biggest delegation of indigenous people from Brazil attending. So this is really nice, even though the, the conferences is still kind of uh, a global north stuff, but we had a very big delegation. And I think these, these voices need to be heard because these are the people that are actually taking care of the Amazon forest. So we definitely need to give, we need to give a voice to, to, uh, to those uh, people that are actually in the front line. So they are suffering with uh, deforestation. They are being killed uh, by people that don't want to preserve anything. So I think uh, this is something I, I, I try to keep a, a, a positive and optimistic about that. So let's see what's coming out of this deal. And I really hope that the situation uh, uh, doesn't get out of control because these last years have been really hard. Yeah, and I'm assuming this $100 billion that was promised, which still hasn't come out, they reckon might be another two years before it starts transferring. I'm assuming you, you think that's so important in terms of the transfer of money from uh, from the global north down to the global south. Because as you were saying, you know, if you're indigenous people living in the Amazon, you know, people need to still earn livings. They need to still feed their families, don't they? <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. And we need to understand that all the deforestation uh, problem is also somehow driven by this uh, consume uh, uh, society, right? So, is it palm uh, uh, oil? Uh, no, it's not palm oil. The, the, the problem that is really agriculture. So the okay. idea is to, to have more soil uh, or, or other kinds of crops there. So it's really driven by the, the agribusiness in Brazil, mm -hmm. the situation, but not uh, palm oil. But the, the thing is like uh, uh, in a certain way, everyone is uh, somehow uh, using a little bit of this land grabbing, right? So this is something that needs to be taken into account because uh, it is somehow a kind of compensation that needs to be uh, uh, to be addressed, not only in Brazil, but in other countries from the global south that uh, are suffering with that as well. So a kind of uh, uh, understanding of a justice as well in this sense, right? To support uh, uh, the stop of deforestation in a... In a more straightforward yeah. and uh, pragmatic way, right? Yeah, let's just finish off. How, how, how are people talking about this in Brazil? Is, is, is this on the agenda as much as it seems to be over here in the UK? Is there awareness about it or is it just something that's kind of passing by? <laughs> No, definitely. The topic of deforestation in the last years have been a very hot topic. So we have been having a lot of uh, problems with uh, droughts, so for example, which have made everything a little bit too worse, right? So a lot of fires and so on. So climate change has also arri arrived in Brazil. So we are suffering uh, a lot with that. So this is a topic that is really hot on that. And I I'm also very happy to see a lot of people really in the front line uh, doing activism and maybe making uh, people aware of these of their struggles. And these last year have been kind of, kind of hard. So we were really hoping to to get out, out of this uh, uh, this time. So, for example, when to say let's let's have a better better years in front of us. Mm -hmm. uh, Gabrielle, I would love to keep talking to you for so much longer, but uh, I'm keeping these short. We've run out of time. Gabrielle Souza, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast today. And uh, I'll see you from Glasgow in a couple of days. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Pex, for having me here. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Peg Alexander. 
at TV Radio Peg on social media. Tune in tomorrow. I'll be chatting to another great guest. You can also check out greeneconomicsinstitute.org.uk.